Welcome, fellow beer connoisseur, to Beer Tasters, a podcast dedicated to the enjoyment of one of life's true pleasures, beer. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Today, we'll tell you about a couple delightful beers that you've got to try. Cheers! Right, since this is the first episode of the podcast, I thought that we would start out and tell you a little bit about ourselves and about the show. So I am Lex Starwalker, and I've done a few other podcasts that you can find on our website at starwalkerstudios.com. And my ravishing co-host is my wife, Nikki Starwalker. Oh my, that's quite an introduction. Yeah, I thought so. I, I liked it. <laughs> This used to be part of another podcast. We used to do a podcast called Through the Rift. Remember that, Nikki? Yes, way back when. And that was a podcast about the MMORPG Rift. And we used to do this little segment at the beginning of the show where we would talk about whatever beer we were drinking. And it was completely unrelated (laughs) to the subject of that podcast. But people really liked it and we had a lot of fun with it. And so we had the idea of doing a podcast where that's basically what we do. So I thought we talk a little bit about kind of our history with beer and Nikki will have more to say than I do, I think. So Nikki, why don't you tell us just a little bit about how you got into drinking beer and not just guzzling down beer to get drunk, but actually enjoying it. And I don't know. Sure, sure. Well, my first experience with beer is probably like a lot of folks listening, which is that it was very generic. It was not a craft brew of any kind. It was one of the quote unquote top three big beer companies in America. And I didn't enjoy it. I didn't understand why people were drinking so much of it. So I just kind of left it at that and didn't try beer again for a while. And then a few years later, I had a friend that really enjoyed beer, which I thought was a little odd, but uh, we went out to one of the bars that actually served a lot of a variety of craft beer. And he had me try something that um, was completely different than anything i had had before, which was a dark, I think it was a porter beer. And I just was blown away by the complex tastes and the aroma and the flavors of the beer. And I was immediately hooked. And it was just so fun to just, every time I went out, I might, if I get a beer, try a new beer and try something different that I never had before. And um, it's just so much fun to experiment with different beers. Awesome. My story is a little shorter, although it might end up being longer because I tend to expound. But (laughs) (laughs) I was actually, before I met Nikki, I was not a beer drinker. I preferred cocktails and martinis and bourbon and things like that. And I didn't drink much beer, partly because I carried a lot of the negative stereotypes that I think a lot of us, at least in the United States, have about beer being a hillbilly drink and, (laughs) I I don't know, just a very low-class, low-brow thing. And I like to consider myself an intellectual and somewhat sophisticated. And and so... (laughs) 
I, I kind of had these negative stereotypes with it. And also, for the most part, the only beer I had really been exposed to was, you know, the mass produced crap that we have here in America that's made by the big three companies like Bud Light and crap like that. And I was understandably unimpressed with that beer. I did have one good experience with it before I met Nikki. When I went to Switzerland, I have family in Switzerland, and there I had some beer from Germany and Holland and Switzerland that I really enjoyed. And that was the first time I ever had a beer that I liked. And in fact, I don't think I had one beer over there that I didn't like. Wow. But then I came back to the States and at least here in Indiana, I could not find any of those beers that I'd enjoyed in uh, Switzerland, except for Heineken, which was kind of like the Budweiser in Switzerland. That was like always <laughs> the cheapest beer that any place had, but it was still good. But here in the States, it just isn't the same. Right. Because it's imported and I don't think it's the same recipe or I, I'm not sure, yeah. but it definitely did not taste the same. But when I met Nikki, Nikki got me in the beer. In fact, our first date, uh, she was drinking a beer. I think it was yeah, it a fat tire was. you were drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't I hold never that against had you. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because one of the places we went to that night actually had one of the beers I'd had in Switzerland, and Nikki tried it. It's called Erdinger. Yes. And I don't think it was the exact one I had in Switzerland, but it was by that brewery. And then we moved to Washington and somehow I don't remember exactly how Nikki convinced me to try getting into home brewing <laughs> and I started learning more about how beer is made and the history of beer and I became very interested in it kind of from an anthropological standpoint and I started trying more beers and of course I remembered my experience in Switzerland so the first thing we did was we went to a German bar in Seattle called Prost and I had my first Bavarian Hefeweizen there which I loved as they say it was what's the saying um, the rest is history That's there what I'm you go to say. <laughs> Yes, definitely. And I remember after you had that Hefeweizen, you loved, you just went on a kick with all different Hefeweizens after that. Yes, my first, <laughs> when I first started drinking beer, I tried every German Hefeweizen I could find. I also tried the American ones, which with a couple exceptions aren't very good. <laughs> and since then, I've, I've branched out. So... Basically, what we're going to do with this show is each episode, we're each going to try a beer and we're going to tell you about it. And we're going to, at the same time, kind of talk about or try to talk about the beer like a like a true beer snob would. <laughs> and, and we'll use words like finish and what are the other beer snob words? <laughs> Uh, I might have to look that up. <laughs> IBUs and ABVs yes. and, and um, mouthfeel and mm -hmm. things like that. But also at the same time, we want this podcast to be your gateway into the world of beer. So if you're someone like my mom, for instance, who hasn't really had much experience with beer and, and maybe someone like me or Nikki has turned you on to a beer that you really like and you're wanting to try new things, uh, hopefully we can give you some ideas of, of some good beers to try that you would like. Because one thing that, that we've both heard people say is, oh, I don't like beer. And we both firmly believe that 
Everybody likes beer. You just got to find the right one. <laughs> That's right. Depending how this goes, we want to keep this show relatively short. We want to try to keep it under half an hour, although this episode might go a little longer just because of all the intro stuff. In the future, depending how this goes, if this is successful and people like it, what we may start doing is every once in a while doing some some educational stuff about how beer is made and what the different styles of beer is or are. <laughs> Pardon my poor English. Is this your first podcast, Lex? That, well, you know, I'm I'm still learning English, so <laughs> sometimes I make mistakes. We might do some some of that. Like, I'd love to do an episode on hops. I'd love to do an episode on yeast. And there are lots of styles we could talk about, and you'll hear us talk about beer styles. Um, so we'll see. But today, we're going to talk about a couple beers. I think, Nikki, you're drinking one you've never had before, right? Correct. And I am drinking one I've had before, and we're, we're kind of taking a couple different strategies here. Nikki is wanting to try new things all the time, and so she very likely will be drinking beer she's never had before. And I am thinking more like I want to help out the new beer drinker, so I'm going to be starting out with some of my favorites, and then I might get brave later <laughs> and, and try someone's that um, I've never tried before. But our goal with this is we are, we're hoping not to talk about beers we don't like because we don't really see the point in advertising for beers that we don't like or that we don't think are good. I guess I should say beers we don't think are good, right? Because right. just because I personally don't like a beer doesn't mean it's not a good beer, doesn't mean Correct. it's not a beer that other people won't like. But there are some beers out there that just aren't very good. And if you're new to beer, I'm not going to say, oh, you should go try Bud Light Lime. I mean, that's really where it's at. You know, you should go try that. So, yeah, we're going to try to avoid if we drink a beer that we think is just got awful, we probably won't talk about it. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough, Lex. So today, what are you drinking? No, no, you're going or am I going first? See, we, we've totally rehearsed this. This has all been very carefully planned out. Okay, I'm going first. Let me grab my bottle. Okay. All right. So if you go and find a book about popular beers or, or you know, the 100 best beers in the world or the 10 best beers in the world, mm -hmm. uh, the beer I'm drinking right now will most likely be the number one beer in that book. So those of you that are really knowledgeable about beer, you probably already know what I'm going to say. I am drinking a beer called Delirium Tremens. And this is a Belgian ale. So this is brewed in the country of Belgium. And this is, well, it just says on the bottle, a Belgian ale. I, I think it's a golden ale. It looks and tastes like that to me too. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Um, beer styles are kind of fluid and there's not, you know, distinct lines that separate one style from another necessarily. A lot of it's kind of whatever the brewery wants to call it <laughs> <laughs> or what people who drink beer want to call it. So when you hear confusion from us about what a particular beer is, it could be because we don't know what we're talking about or it could be because it's just unclear. <laughs> <laughs> we don't claim to be experts. <laughs> All right, so this is this is an imported beer from from Belgium. This is a family brewery. I am not going to pronounce this right. Let's call it Haiga. Okay. H u y g h e. I don't know a single word of Belgian, so I have no clue how that's pronounced. <laughs> and the label here says that they've been around since 1654. 
Oh, wow. Which is older than the United States, right? Yeah. So these guys know what they're doing. This beer is 8.5% alcohol. So if you're someone that, that you drink the big three beers, you're used to drinking, what, four and a half to five percent alcohol beers. Yeah. So this is, is quite a bit stronger than that, but it doesn't taste like it. If you find this beer somewhere, it will most likely be in a 750 milliliter bottle or what we here in the U.S. call a fifth. Mm-hmm. So if you drink this whole bottle, you'll be feeling pretty good. <laughs> And I like the bottle. It's like stoneware, right? Yes. It looks like it. Yes. And and you might be surprised if you've never had a Belgian beer before when you open this because it looks like a champagne bottle in that it has a cork with the little wire cage over it and then foil over that. Okay. Which seems weird maybe if you're not used to Belgian beers. But the reason for that is this is a very highly carbonated beer. And it's safer than just putting a beer cap on it. Right. And it's classier. I think they do it just because it's classy. (laughs) Possibly. They take their beers pretty seriously, I think, over there. So basically, just a a basic lesson in beer here. Most beer is made of four basic ingredients, which are water, yeast, hops, and malt. malt. (laughs) And malt is basically the grains that are used to make the beer, which are malted, which is the process where they're allowed to partially germinate and then they're roasted and, and all this good stuff. So so basically, you know, your beer is made of barley, hops and yeast and then water. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of beers are distinguished by which of those ingredients are kind of when you taste it kind of come to the forefront And so this beer is characterized by the yeast. So it has kind of a complex, spicy flavor to it, like a lot of Belgian beers do. And that flavor comes from the yeast. When they turn the sugar into alcohol, they release other compounds that give it these different flavors. And it's golden in color. It's slightly opaque. It's not completely clear. And uh, it's pretty highly carbonated. So when you pour it, if you're not careful, you'll have a glass half full of beer and half full of foam. (laughs) And I really like it. It's really well balanced. I'm a big fan of Belgian beers. I like that spicy, yeasty taste. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I seem to be a fan of higher alcohol beers. Not that I'm necessarily looking for a beer with high alcohol. It just turns out that the ones I like usually have seven or more percent alcohol for whatever reason. (laughs) So uh, this is a sipping beer. You know, you slam back a pint of this and you're going to be pretty loopy (laughs) because, again, it's eight and a half percent alcohol. And uh, Nikki, you want to come over here and have a have a sip of this and tell us what you think of it? Sure. I'd love to. All right. So after having a sip of that, the first thing I get is the aroma. It's so intense. And to me, the best way to explain it is that it's so yeasty smelling, (laughs) which I know doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's just like spicy. And if you're not careful, you might sneeze if you inhale too quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And on the first sip, I get a lot of fruit almost. It's almost almost fruity. I don't know the best word to describe it other than it's a little fruity. It's not sweet. But then after that, I get a lot of spice that you were talking about. Yeah. And it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. Very yeast forward. 
Yeah. And and so, you know, when she says these four, that just basically means that that the biggest part of the flavor is, is coming from the yeast as far as the, the four ingredients, which I just realized one of those ingredients is water, but there's no water forward beers. <laughs> True, but I do believe water definitely affects the taste. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if we ever do episodes on the on the ingredients, we'll definitely have to do a water episode because that that is very that's like the foundation that the beer is built on, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, your region can change the taste where you're drawing the water from, even different wells in that region. It's it's pretty interesting. Yep, absolutely. And uh, so if you are like us and you like to homebrew, definitely let us know. We'd love to meet other other homebrewers. So, so yeah, that's Delirium Tremens. Um, I feel like I'm not saying a lot about it, but experiencing beer is so subjective. I, I drink this and I love it and someone else may drink it and, and hate it. Uh, I tend to like... Uh, lighter colored beers with higher ABV. I, I like Belgian golden ales and Belgian triples. I like German Hefeweizens and, and things like that. And and Nikki tends to like the darker beer. She likes her porters and her stouts. And uh, we're both, it, it's interesting, we're both recently kind of starting to uh, love IPAs more. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. <laughs> All right, so I think that's enough for about Delirium Tremens, and and I will say because Delirium Tremens is so popular worldwide, it is a beer that no matter where you are, you will probably be able to find some place that has it. Even here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in the armpit of the U.S., um, as I like to call it, <laughs> you can find it. It wasn't easy, but I finally did find a place that has it. Um, if you're in a more um, cultured place, like say Seattle, probably your grocery store will have this. <laughs> so definitely check it out. It'll be with the imports. If you like this, then you will probably like other Belgian beers. If you don't like this, then you probably won't <laughs> like other Belgian beers because most, if not all of the Belgian beers I've had have this kind of spiciness due to the the yeast strains that they use and so you will probably either love it or it won't be for you and then you'll know but one thing interesting about belgian beers specifically is they're all very very different you know like your german beers they're more like the germans have very well-defined styles they basically have like rules (laughs) of how the beer is made and, mm-hmm. and so you could try five different German Hefeweizens and they're going to have a lot of similarity among them, although they'll be different, you know, where the Belgians are more like artists <laughs> <laughs> and their beers are very hard to pin down into one specific style because because they just kind of try different things. And, and if it works, they they go with it. Interesting. Yeah, you could probably find a Belgian beer that you like, no matter who you are, because they're all so very different. All right, Nikki, I think it's your turn. All right, sounds good. So today I am drinking a stone beer, and stone brewing is out in California. And I have had their beer before and Mm -hmm. liked it, but I don't buy it habitually um, just because I just didn't fall in love with anything that I had of theirs before. And you recommended, Lex, that I try the coffee milk stout by them. 
Yes. So I grabbed that and I love it. It's my favorite stone beer that I've had so far. Cool. And it is an ale brewed with roasted coffee beans. So they actually use coffee beans in their mash. Interesting. While they're making the beer. Yeah. They describe it as a bittersweet, creamy, coffee-laced stout. And it is originally brewed by Brian Gallagher. He's a brewer, and he actually started as a chemist, which was interesting. Um, awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. And I mean, it's chemistry is so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess integral to making beer and brewing beer and figuring out what a great taste would be from the beer and, and how to get that taste. So I think that he was a perfect person to start brewing. I agree. Yeah, and I'm so glad he did because this is an excellent beer. When I first sip it, I get a lot of, I get the coffee smell, first of all. just It's kind of faint, but it's there. When I taste it, I get almost a sweetness. And I think that is definitely from the lactose or milk sugar that they use in the brew. Cool. Yeah, and the sweetness actually makes it a bit more easy to drink and kind of offsets any bitterness that would be from the coffee flavor. And it is absolutely delicious. It's very dark. Um, it's not exactly black, I would say. Let me grab it so I can hold it. And while she's doing that, you said that they add lactose to the beer? Yes, lactose sugar. Okay, so so that's something to, to point out as far as how beer is made. I, I mentioned the four ingredients. Um, however, a lot of times there are other ingredients added to a particular beer. Now, if you're talking a German beer, they actually have a standard, which, oh boy, I hope I remember this right. <laughs> I believe it's the, oh, it, I had it in my mind and it just, it just left. That's okay. <laughs> I wish I had a German beer in front of me is it Reinhardt's Geboats? Ah, I don't remember I'm gonna have to cut that out because I'm sure it's wrong <laughs> um, but basically German beer they commit to only using those four ingredients so you get a German beer it only has water barley or wheat mm -hmm. yeast and <laughs> what am I missing malt did you say malt well the barley and the wheat oh the That's barley the and the wheat duh um <laughs> wow, that delirium tremens is kicking in. <laughs> hops. There you go, hops. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but but a lot of other beers uh, will add different things. Like here in the U.S., Dogfish Head is a brewery that's famous for their experimental beers, and they will put all kinds of stuff in their beer. So so this beer Nikki's talking about, they're adding lactose, which is the sugar in milk, and um, basically in the brewing process. The malt, which is usually barley, but but may have wheat or other grains in it. Nikki also mentioned the mash. And basically, the mash is kind of like making tea. You soak the grains in hot water, and it extracts the sugar. Mm -hmm. And it extracts the complex sugars that are in the grains and breaks them down into simple sugars that the yeast can then metabolize, which they turn into alcohol. Yes. So in this particular beer, instead of just getting all their sugars from the malt, they're actually adding some milk sugar to change the flavor profile of beer. So 
I just thought I would point that out. Um, I'll, I will try when we use fancy words that the average Joe may not know to <laughs> explain them. And if you hear a word on this show or you hear us talk about something and you don't know what we're talking about, uh, don't be shy. Uh, you can email us. You can email me at LexStarWalker at gmail.com and ask, and, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. Gladly. And you're absolutely right. This would not fit into those strict rules that you were saying the German brewers have. Also, um, not only because of the lactose sugar, but because of the coffee that they right. add in there. Right. So it, it is interesting, though. And I guess the brewer, Brian Gallagher, he learned um, the quote unquote art of fermentation in the UK. And so they also, I want to know this on the back of the bottle. They say that um, the beer is a new world take on a traditional English milk stout. Oh. Yeah. And I am loving it. I would definitely have it again. Lex, do you want to come over and have a sip and tell us what you think? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, I think I said before, I'm I'm usually not a fan of darker beers. Uh, a lot of times they have this kind of burnt taste to me mm-hmm. from from the darker malt where they they roast the grains longer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's if I if I was going to drink a dark beer, that would be that would be one I'd drink. A couple things I noticed about it is it definitely has that coffee flavor to it, and it also it seems fairly fizzy to me. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot of the dark beers you drink, and it could be because a lot of them that you drink are nitro, but um, they seem kind of flat. Mm-hmm. And and that's also because I I prefer like Hefeweizens and triples, which are very highly carbonated. <laughs> so I'm used to these very fizzy, you know, beers where the things like jumping around on your tongue. <laughs> and, and so a lot of times these darker beers uh, seem kind of flat to me. But yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it still has a little bit of uh, lacing from the foam on the glass. Mm. So you're right. It is does seem a little bit more carbonated than some of the stouts that I've had. If you want to learn more about this particular beer, they actually have videos on stonebrewing.com. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you can look up the coffee stout, milk coffee stout that I'm having and see Brian talk about it himself and read a little bit more about it. Awesome. Well, make sure and get me that link, Nikki, and I will put that in the show notes. Or maybe we'll just embed the video if we can. There you go. Perfect. And did you tell us what the ABV is on that? No, I didn't. Thank you for the reminder. I need to get into the habit of doing that. It is alcohol per volume, 4.2%. Oh, that's pretty low, actually. Awesome. Now, am I saying that right? Alcohol by volume? Yes, that's what ABV stands for. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure... And the IBUs is 40, and that's the International Bittering Unit. Yes. And I know that if something is higher, it's going to be a lot more bitter yes. for your tongue. Yes. Um, so this is pretty low at 40, and it's still you know, still get a little bit of a bite from, I'm assuming the hop, hoppiness, and maybe a little bit from the coffee, but it's balanced very well with that lactose sugar and the malts in there and... Um, yeah, I would definitely try it if you're at all interested. Absolutely. And I'm a fan of a few of Stone's beers. Probably their most famous beer is Arrogant Bastard. So if you've ever tried or seen Arrogant Bastard, this is the brewery that makes that. 
Now, one other uh, term that Nikki threw out there that I wanted to explain for anyone that doesn't know what it is, or actually I think I said it, is I referred to a nitro beer. And basically what that is referring to is nitrogen. um, I was going to say nitrogen carbonation, (laughs) but that would not. I don't know what the term would be. So so carbonated beverages like beer or soda, the bubbles, you know, the fizziness that you see is because they force carbon dioxide into the beverage. And then (laughs) when it's under pressure that stays in inside but then once you open it and you pour it in your glass then the carbon dioxide starts escaping and that makes the bubbles and the foam and the fizz that you see um so a nitro they do the same process but instead of using carbon dioxide they use nitrogen yeah and it just gives it a different texture Mm -hmm. to me I, i don't know if this is true but it feels like the bubbles are smaller. Yes, me too. So where, like when you're drinking a highly carbonated beverage, it's almost like you can feel these little pinpricks on your tongue, which is like these little bubbles bursting on your tongue. The nitro is like those pinpricks are much, much smaller. And so it just makes it feel like it still kind of has a fizz to it, but it's smoother. Correct. I guess. I I don't know how to say it. No, that's a great way to explain it. It definitely is described as being smoother. This beer, however, is not nitro, the stone beer that I just had. Right. But if you want to try a nitro beer, I would look at Left Hand Brewing. They make a great uh, milk stout that is nitro. And I've found that a lot of times breweries or bars that have nitro beers on tap, they're often stouts. So I don't okay. know what the, the correlation is there. I mean, maybe when you make a nice milk stout, you want it to come across as creamy and therefore yeah. smooth. Yeah. And the nitro just kind of aids that taste and flavor in your mouth. Yeah, creamy is a good word. That's a that's a good way to describe like how a nitro feels in your mouth. And, and if you go to a good bar where they have good craft beers and or imports, a lot of times they will have one tap that is a nitro tap so if you're interested in trying a nitro go to a good bar that has a good selection of you know non-mainstream beers and ask them if they have a nitro tap and if so what they have and try it out all right well i think that will wrap up the first episode of beer tasters Thank you so much for listening, and and thanks for joining me on the show, Nikki. Thanks for having me. It's really fun to be here. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Obviously, there's a limit to how many we can do at a time, just because <laughs> we'll get annihilated, especially with my high ABV uh, yeah. beers. <laughs> In parting, I just want to say that beer is like its own whole like universe. <laughs> Like there, there's, it's its own culture. There's so much to it. You know, if, if you've just been drinking the same beer all the time forever, branch out, you know, try some new things because there is so much out there. And, you know, you may find that the beer that you've been drinking forever is not even that great compared to, to other things out there. And you may find something that you like a hundred times better. Yeah. Or you might find that your tastes change over time. And maybe, yes. you know, one 
for a period of time, you love really happy beers, which means they're really bitter and intense and in your face. And then you just kind of switch to liking stouts. I don't know if everyone's like that, but I know I'm for sure like that. And I've seen you um, have that habit too, Lex, where you'll just want to try something new and get into something totally different that you never knew existed. Yeah, I haven't been into beer as long as you, but but definitely in that time, my tastes have been shifting and changing. Like for instance, the IPAs. When when I first started really drinking beer, I couldn't stand IPAs, and there was literally like one or two IPAs that I liked, and that was it. And more and more, I like more of them. I think part of it might be just your palate getting used to it. So kind of like people that that eat spicy foods. You know, the longer you eat spicy foods, the the spicier foods you you need. Yeah. <laughs> to get your fix. So I think it's kind of like that, maybe, you know, you get used to the bitterness or, or whatever. I don't know. I just love trying new things, you know, and there is such a just a revolution going on right now with beer, especially here in the United States, mm-hmm. where more and more in more and more places you have more and more things to choose from. Yeah, it's a great time to get into beer. It is. And and usually, you know, you want to have something exotic. You have to go to another country, right. you know, and, and try some something you've never had before. But the awesome thing with beer right now is you can go down the street, depending where you live, and have something that came from somewhere else in the world or even came from your country, but is still very different from what you're used to, which I think is awesome. Right, so if you would like to reach us, you can email me at LexStarWalker at gmail.com. I am also on Google Plus, so look me up there. You can follow me on Twitter at LexStarWalker. And Nikki, you're on Twitter, right? I am. You can follow me at Nikki Starwalker. And feel free to check out our website, StarWalkerStudios.com slash beer tasters and we'll have some links in there for you and hopefully we'll have that video embedded that we talked about and if you like the show and you'd like to help other people find the show please consider leaving us a rating and or a review on itunes or wherever you found this podcast so we like to end the show with our beer tasters challenge And the Beer Tasters Challenge is simply to this week, try something new. Try a beer you've never tried before. If you're feeling especially adventurous, try a style you've never tried before. Until next time, I'm Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Enjoy life. And enjoy your beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.